0: Hello everybody and welcome to a special Christmas Folk on Falcons podcast. I'm Philip Mundy and joining me is... Ian Joseph. This is a brief segment which we recorded with Pete from Bears Beyond the Gate, which is the Bristol Bears podcast similar to our own. We caught up with him just before Christmas prior to the the restrictions changing yet again, therefore a few times we referred to fans within the ground, but on the whole the majority of the content is still applicable. We hope you enjoy. So welcome to a special episode of Folk on Falcons. Joining me is Pete from Bears Beyond the Gate Thank you very much, Pete. Um, Bears Beyond the Gates, a, a Bristol Bears podcast, and just thought ahead of the Bristol game, we'll have a quick chat to see how things are panning out down the southwest. So, first of all, start of 2021, got some fans for once. Looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. Thanks for thanks for having me on. It's uh, it's really good to actually speak to some real opposition fans and uh, fellow amateur podcasters as well. But yeah, we are uh, very much looking forward. Going to Ashton Gate, um, you know, we've got 27,000 empty seats there at the moment, and uh, hopefully, we're going to have at least 2,000 of them filled for your game. Um, but yeah, we're all we're all desperate to get back, as uh, as I'm sure every every fan in the country is as well although to be fair some people have had the chance already but uh, we haven't unfortunately down in the southwest so we're we're champing at the bit as it were
0: how are they spreading you around the ground Do you know are they are they only using certain stands again or is it just going to be every man for themselves but keep keep your distance
1: well it's funny you say that we have no idea except we just got a notification that i think tomorrow there's going to be some sort of information about how about the, the uh, tickets are going to allocated, and it sounds like obviously it's only to season ticket holders but it sounds like we've got to like buy another uh, our ticket there it, it, it seems like some sort of christmas raffle but um we're i i, I don't know i'll let you know yeah. uh but i assume we're very lucky we've got a lot of space at ashton gate as you know so i imagine it will be you know if you get into it you'll be allocated a seat and you'll be sat you know, a socially acceptable distance away from uh, somebody else
0: yeah fingers crossed you get it
1: so season thus far you've won
0: two out of three what has been your if you gave a quick summary of How things have gone, what would you say?
1: Well, obviously, we we started the season on a massive high, having uh, won the Challenge Cup, uh, first time we'd ever won a a European Cup, and also finishing third in the Premiership. So it was a a massively um, exciting end to the season. And obviously, our expectations, therefore, were very high at the beginning. And it was all looking quite good until about a week before we started, when we suddenly found out that we had 15 players missing uh five had been called up for international squads and uh, and then we had 10 players on the injury list including some of our uh, big guns the likes of Stephen luatua um charles Pietau and then andy uren and luke moraghan so actually our our kind of expectations were fairly low we, we essentially have been playing with kind of maybe half a first team for the for these first three games and the two european games but actually done very well i mean we're we're pretty happy with the way we started and I think it's testament to the fact that we've spent the last couple of years building a really decent squad um, and players that have been you know under studies have really come forward and, and uh, made their mark so uh, yeah I mean I think as fans we were we're actually at a really we're really happy place at the moment. Yeah, so I guess my question to you Pete sort of following on from that is as you mentioned you had a really good season last season won the Challenge Cup and finished in the top four of the Premiership going into this season realistically what was your ambition? What were your goals for the season, do you think? Well, I mean, this is the, this is the thing. As soon as you start winning anything, your your expectations start rising, don't they? I mean, realistically, last season, top six was our, our our goal and we overachieved. Partly, let's be honest, because we suddenly got an influx of players that we were expecting to get this season. So the likes of Semi Randrandra, Max Malins, Ben Earl on loan from Saracens. We also got Carl Sinclair early um so you know it it was brilliant but it was it raised our expectations and then you know the excitement of winning the cup which to be honest was something that Pat Lamb had targeted all season and I think whilst clearly he wanted to get us into the Champions Cup it was winning that cup was also really important so yeah I mean it was easy for us to say now we've tasted the top table the top four um, had you know, we we got beaten quite easily by Wasps in the semi-final, um, but that wasn't to be. That wasn't unexpected in the end. We, you know, you get the taste for something, you want it again, don't you? I think my optimistic head, my heart would say, Oh realistically, we're top. We want to be top four again." My more rational head would say, "Top six is a is a sensible um, place, particularly now we've got the pressures of Europe." Um, we've also got the pressures of teams are probably starting to work us out a little bit as well. And we're going to have to adapt and change. But I think with the squad we've got, I mean, we'd be disappointed if we weren't top six now.
0: So, so building on that, um, what are your main strengths do you feel this year? And are there any particular players that we need to watch out for? Maybe ones we haven't come across?
1: Young ones or new signings? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people... Probably casual observers of, of Bristol would assume that our big strengths are our, our backs. Um, you know, we do have this this game plan of, of expansive rugby, but the reality is we've we have developed a really really effective pack. I mean, our front row is is uh, is very very solid. They don't lose many scrums. We've got a great line out when it works. And the thing that you've got to be really careful of is driving Maul off our lineout. We, when we get into your 22 or anybody's 22, um, we have scored a lot of tries from lineouts there, and and they're not the kind of sexy round the back passes and all that sort of stuff that that we're kind of known for. Um, but we, you know, our hookers have got quite a lot of tries in the last uh, the last season. So um, you've got to make sure that you can defend a rolling Maul um, legally. <laughs> um, and but of course. You know we are uh, we are developing into being a fairly complete team, and, and obviously we do have a pretty expansive backline with some serious potential. Um, and obviously uh, I can can point out the obvious ones. It, it may not make you happy to know that I think Semir Randranda will be available for uh, New Year's Day, and obviously he's a box office player that we've got. But I tell you what, the player that has really impressed us is Max Malins. I think he is. Um, he is an absolute thoroughbred of a player and he's played at fly half for a couple of times. He's played at fullback. back. Um, he's definitely one to watch. Um, and then also one or two of our more unheralded players, um, Piers O'Connor, who's been playing at centre, is, is, is actually stepped in while semi-round has been away. He is a, he's got a lot of pace. He runs some great lines um, and he's just a great player our scrum half young harry randall is getting stronger and stronger he's only about five foot one but he's uh, he packs a, a good punch um and i've got to say callum sheedy who recently has been capped by wales um he we were talking about this on our podcast um very recently that he's the sort of player that if he wasn't in the side you'd start to notice he does a lot of work we call him the conductor. Um, he really gels our forwards and backs together and he's also a brave in, in defence he's no pushover as well so a mix of our you know the big players um, obviously Nathan Hughes is another kind of box office I mean he gets a lot of coverage because he's got a stupid haircut and stuff like that but he's actually playing really well at the moment um, and we like you know we 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 base it on forward dominance if we can and then you know we spin it wide and, and find the spaces so um, you know, it's uh, yeah, a lot to think about, hopefully, for you. So I suppose on on that basis, and I'm sure Falcons fans are very keen to hear if you have any, what your weaknesses are then. Okay, yeah. I mean, we do have weaknesses, believe me, um, like every we are we're not brilliant at keeping hold of the ball. I've got to say, we 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 do butcher a lot of a lot of possession. We we are um We've got some great back rowers, but I know you've got some really solid back rowers. And I think your back, I think Dean Richards will be targeting the breakdown massively against us. I think if you get on top, um, that's, uh, you know, that's uh, that's a problem. I think one of our other weaknesses is that we can be quite predictable at times. You know, if we we do our little thing where we throw it around the back and we, we try to spread it wide and we, you know, Northampton Saints found us out on the second game where they packed the defence out wide and, you know, they we were getting isolated. They were getting turnovers and then they were pushes through. So that's an area that, you know, your defence has got to be solid. Every every rugby, every team that wants to do well has got to have a solid defence. Um, it, it's no doubt about it. But I think our weaknesses can be we 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 do stick to our plan quite a lot. Um, and if the plan doesn't work, one thing we complain about in our podcast quite a lot is that we don't necessarily playing what's in front of us a lot of the time so if you could get on top of us and put us under pressure then you may reap rewards yeah I think
0: that um if you look at the coaching pedigree of both teams we've got Dean Richards our head coach and we're very familiar with Pat Lamb. they both played rugby a few decades ago when it was a very different game to what it is now and they get the basics right and they use that as a platform to build on um so I think that parts of the game might not be too pretty but if you like if you like watching forwards run really into each other which I actually quite enjoy then it could be quite an interesting one from a tactical point of view watching how it all pans out yeah um, I mean
1: it's 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 a clash of the titans I mean I, I I grew up watching Dean Richards as a as a kid I mean he's a legend um despite the odd uh um thing that's happened in his career but um and Pat Lamb is he's a, he's a god in Bristol he's a god in Connaught, and he's a god in Bristol and what he has done is he's infused a philosophy and a, and a vision and a culture to bristol rugby um and you know very much like you as far as i can see have come up as a proper team and are operating as a team and as a club and everybody's singing off the same hymn sheet and everybody buying into whatever you're trying to do it's very similar to us and i think you know i see having watched a couple of your games I can see quite a lot of us in you in the sense of your cohesion. And you've got some star players. You've got some star players. You've got Mark Wilson. Um, you've got Gary Graham, who are uh, you know international level. You've got Luther Burrell. You've got Toby Flood. I mean, I don't know how old he is, about 45, but he's, you know, he still knows what he's doing. Um, and you've got some good youngsters. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's a it's a it, as you rightly said, Flip, it's it's a game for the purists. I really think it is.
0: So, if we kind of extrapolate that a bit further it 's obviously a bit daft to try and put score lines
1: on it, but how do you see the the game developing as it goes on personally i mean we 're playing quite well we, we played uh, Connacht recently uh, well it was yesterday actually, and it was a it was a, it was an ugly win, and we made quite a lot of mistakes in the first half and we didn 't make take our chances, but I never felt we were going to lose the game because I knew we had the quality and i and we kind of found a way to win. And, the, and the, the thing that you've got to worry about is that two years ago or even a year ago, we would have lost games like that. And now we're winning games when it's not quite going. But we. And, and so I feel personally, you know, your team are coming to the gate. There's going to be a few fans there. It's a long way to come. I think it will be a tough arm wrestle in the first half. But I, 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 think, I think we may just have too much for you in the back line. I think it'll be very well matched up front. It could come down to a couple of our big players making, you know, just doing a bit of magic. So I I think it will be tight. I think it'll be we it won't be a pushover, but I'm probably gonna think we probably I'd be disappointed if we didn't score two tries. I mean we we we're like now we expect score four tries every game which is ridiculous but i would say it, it would be something maybe like a 17 12 maybe you know it could be quite close sort of game you know i i i've got i think we've got a lot of respect for for what you what Falcons have done this season and um you know pat lamb is no fool he will know exactly that what dean richards will be, be doing so yeah.
0: There's a funny scoreline that one, 17-12, because that's a losing yeah,
1: bonus point. And
0: if, if, you'd have, if you'd have said, "Would you take seventeen 12 If you'd asked us that six, eight weeks ago, we'd have bitten your hand off. Yeah.
1: Whereas
0: now we're second in the league, you're third. And in theory, we're better than you, or well, there's yeah. a few games played, but yeah, um, I think that I'd still take a losing bonus point, but obviously hungry for more. Yeah.
1: No, I, I, I I'm, you know, we, we've last season we we, we had some great games, but we drew with London Irish at the, the gate. We lost to Wasps in the last uh, the last um, minute, well, this time last year, actually. You know, we had one or two dodgy games where we could have put it to bed and we didn't. And I think, you know, what worries me is teams that are cohesive like you and are, are hungry. And uh, um, I mean, we're playing Harlequins on Boxing Day. Great, you know, got some great players, but I'm more confident about beating them quite easily than I would be about about beating you lot to be honest so uh, you know it's I, I mean it with the uh, deep respect but we still win
0: <laughs> <laughs> let's see how it pans out so thank you Pete um, if you ever want to listen to Bristol's podcast Bears Beyond the Gate is the name I think the main thing that we all kind of hope for this year is 2021 get the fans back in the ground it's what's all about let's put 2020 behind us.